0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tindall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week, we are back with Chelsea Lee Trescott. So a lot of you who may have found this podcast may have just heard the both of us on the Queen of Hearts podcast with Jujube. Uh, that's where I met her. If you haven't gone and listened to that, I highly recommend it. It is a blind dating show podcast, uh, that both of us did. And it, the episode that we are on has dropped the exact same day that this is coming out. So everyone besides my parents go listen to that episode. Um, And I wanted to have her by to talk about not only that episode, which we do at the end of the podcast, talk about the experience of being on that, what it was like, um, the different perspectives that we each had, um, but also talk about dating and heartbreak in general. Um, She has a podcast called Thank You Heartbreak, which you can find on Apple, Spotify. um, You can find on Instagram, Thank You Heartbreak, all about heartbreak and relationships and dating um, as her day job is a breakup coach. So she is more than kind of an expert. She is a legitimate expert on all of these topics. And it was a really fascinating conversation that I think everybody will be able to relate to. You can find her, like I said, at Thank You Heartbreak on all social media. Go listen to the podcast, Thank You Heartbreak, and go listen to the Queen of Hearts podcast with Chelsea and I on it. it was a lot of fun, um, and you'll be able to, to hear some pretty, pretty fun and unique stories that I really haven't told anyone else, and that message is for everyone besides my parents. I will let you guys know if you're allowed to go listen to that one or not after I hear it for the first time. Other than that, I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. So you go on dates with people, you don't know their name. Yeah, like the whole the whole date, you're just like ah. There's man. a lot
1: in life, you know. I mean, and I. I hate that like I sometimes I tell myself oh it's because like I meet a lot of people in my life and in my days now I'm like absorbed in conversation with so many people but I feel like that's not a good thing to say either no you know so and especially when it comes to dates but yeah there's a period of time where I feel like Like, that's not important to me. Like, I feel like the name... It should be important, but it's kind of like the the least interesting thing about the person. So, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I
0: do know what you're saying. However, (laughs) it is like really demoralizing. At the end of a date, you're like, oh, that went really well. And they're like, ah, what's your name again? You're like, we just spent two hours together. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's... (laughs) Or I'm like getting someone else's number by the end of it. That was happening a bit. Where... What, What do you mean? I feel like I was on this string of dates where um you know someone would come up to someone or to us and they would say something like why are you with him you know like she's better than you yeah (laughs) Yeah. or like um
0: that's so crazy
1: or a guy would go to the bathroom and one of like the host you know like the guy host or someone in the restaurant would come up and we'd start talking and it would go toward my podcast and and it wasn't. It didn't seem like it was like a date situation. But by the time I was leaving, they'd ask for my number in front of the guy for the podcast. And oh. I don't. And whereas, like, I'm gonna show up and say yes to those moments. Yeah. I think the guys would look at me, or I was on a date and it was for the breakup coaching, and they'd look at me like, "Oh, she's collecting numbers to go on dates with guys in front of me." Where I was like, "Hey, like, you know, I yeah. do have a platform, and I do connect with people, and I'm not gonna turn that side of me off just because I'm on a first date with someone that I've only known for an hour and a half like this is my life and it's bigger than you yeah right now
0: totally understand I mean comedians have the same problem and it doesn't get better with like being in a relationship it does a little bit but there's always that little bit of like like I'm always meeting people men women Mm -hmm. whatever out there and so you know if I'm at a comedy club and I'm Networking, for lack of a better word. And there's like, oh, this, yeah, this girl's really good. She's been on late night. Oh, yeah, I was talking with her. Like, I want to be buddies with her because, you know, it's always good to have more connections or whatever. Even in like stable relationships, they're kind of like, okay, really? Like, because they don't see that side of my life. Like, the whole time that I'm out at a comedy club talking to all these people, they're thinking, like, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, which to me is like, it, it really shows that someone lacks trust and whether it's mm. like longer in a relationship and it's telling me that someone lacks trust in us or if it's me or if it's their own baggage, but if it's me that they're lacking trust in, they really don't see me at all. They don't see who I am. Because I can give my attention away to a ton of people. Like that is what I do. That is also what I love. I love people. But if I'm selecting someone to be with, that's like a very conscious choice and it's a different sort of attention. I feel like they should be proud that they're the one that I end up with at night, but other people during the day that I'm enthused about are not the people I'm choosing, you know?
0: Yeah, and I yeah, no, that is a really good. That is a good point. I feel like on a first date, you're never gonna have that level of trust. But in a relationship, I do think you're.
1: But I just feel like if it's starting now, like one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou, and it says, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm. And. You know, maybe it's the breakup coaching, maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's just throughout my days hearing people's stories because of what I do. But I feel like I'm so much sooner now to pick up on those things with people that when they say things like that, or it seems like they need me to be smaller with them, I'm very much like, well, this is the smallest I'm gonna be, and if this is already too much for you, it won't work with us. I think I've just seen so much at this point where, you know, the people I called into my life, they are big you know, fans, or from the outside, and I'm sure it happens as a comedian, people are, you know, they love the idea of what you do yep. and what it takes to be someone like you and what it would be like on the receiving end to be like you and get attention. But to be with someone like It's overrated. That, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, right. I'm kidding. Go on. <laughs> so, but like, to be with someone like that, I think, you know, ask something of them. Mm-hmm. And it can be so uncomfortable that they end up trying to want you to be smaller so they don't have to deal with that discomfort interesting
0: yeah yeah and it takes kind of a i think it takes a special type of person to be able to put up with that like it's it's funny you say that because i was actually just talking with one of my buddies from back home he was my college roommate like very Mm. very good friend and we were talking about um he's been married for years he's had one girlfriend he like made it made her his wife type deal i know yeah so like he's in no place to be giving me advice but but at the maybe
1: maybe he has advice about
0: soulmates i'm sure yeah no i'm i'm sure he's got like pieces of advice but that's exactly what we were talking about because he was like yeah no really all you got to find is like someone you like hanging out with and then someone that also respects when you need space and that's it and i was like okay i agree with those two things however I am a much more high maintenance individual than you are. How so? Like, well, it's just the lifestyle that I live, right? Yeah, why is like, it
1: high maintenance? That's so interesting. What an interesting choice.
0: I don't have a lot of free time because okay. I have I still have a day job, yeah. and then it's like, oh yeah, okay, right after work, I'm going to do this podcast, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go to the comedy club. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be there till one a.m. Right. I have a late uh, sleep schedule. Like, I have been with people before that want to go to bed by 9.30 oh, no, every epidemic. night. And it's like...
1: It, nothing seems so more that, suffocating and depressing. Uh, well, just... it was
0: fine. Like, the issue... I didn't have the issue with it. The issue was, like, they would get mad...
1: If you didn't go to sleep with them at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Or
0: they would, like, have to stay up way later than they wanted to, and then they're in a bad mood. Right. And so it was just, like, that's kind of what I mean is, like, I live... A very specific life yeah. style and yeah. it eliminates a lot of different totally people agree where like he just stays at home he's got a couple of dogs he plays video games like he wakes up when he wants to he goes to bed when he wants to but it's the same routine every night so like mm-hmm. him having those two requirements is like really all he needs because he doesn't really go out he's not chasing some passion and he's happy i'm not shitting on him but
1: oh your friend
0: yeah my friend, friend. right I was like,
1: are these guys you're dating? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, sure. I thought you switched over and like were revealing something. I'm like, oh my God, what? No,
0: no, no, no. My friend is trying to give yeah. me advice. Um,
1: yeah, well. but so that's he wasn't a lot wrong. People, he just didn't have the whole but picture. that's, I think, a lot of people think like that. It's almost like they're suggesting that in order to find love and find that person you're going to be with, your lifestyle needs to change. And if your, yes. style, if your lifestyle, if you just like simplified it and just, you know, paid attention to what's important, just keep your life more simple and kind of have, I don't know if it's called like the status quo life, kind of what we expect. It's like, right. it's about family. It's not about being out there and chasing things. It's about being on schedule together. I just, I agree. I, I just am not in that place either. And I feel like when. I've been with with guys that are more structured in that way, there's a part that comes out of me where I feel like ashamed, like, am I not adulting enough? Mm. Am I, should I be adulting like them? And am I just like, you know, people say like a free spirit, like, you know, up at night, like thinking about my thoughts or getting connected to myself and, You know, can people really pay attention to those details? And um, they can almost make it seem like it's flawed or so out there. You're not ready for love yet. Chelsea, do you know what you want? (laughs) You know what it's just... I mean, yeah. Or it's like as if it's so selfish.
0: Yeah. And like, I guess I don't know completely how to wrap my head around it because part of me does think it is a little selfish. But also I think like it's what I don't think there's a problem with that. Like if I'm happy with the way that I'm living my life and I'm not really harming others, then like other people can fit into it. Or if they don't want to fit into it, then it's kind of like, you it know, there's some, there's there's something to be said for coming into a relationship with who you are, and not like pretending like you're going to change so you could fit with someone else.
1: I know it's so many people do like that's the strategy, and yeah. It's the heartbreak for them in the end. I think that not coming in and you know being a chameleon and and not um, kind of deluding yourself into thinking that eventually you know your your lifestyle, someone will change what they're doing to match you. I think it's how you end up, you know. I guess, as you um, <laughs> <alone laughs> would say, alone for As they would say, alone.
0: Lonely, a piece of I'm shit. Not, you, know? you know, I'm not lonely.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like the least lonely that I've ever felt in my life, but I'm definitely romantically the most alone that I've been. Mm. And so it's really fascinating um, in that sense, like the more, uh, you know, happy I've been with myself, that's the craziest thing. When I was sad, and um, more reaching in my life for everything I didn't have, that was such an easier time for me to get into relationships. Mm. And as I've gotten you know, so much happier and so much you know, more alive in my life and less dependent on one person, I feel like it's been harder to get in a relationship. It's, it's wild. It's like I, la- I left my last relationship so in love with him. And I just felt like, you know, and happy, happier. and uh, Like it, I was coming into a consistency of self and of happiness. And I felt like I needed to really see where that would take me. I needed to lead my own life. I knew I would never move to this small town where he lived. You know, I was being realistic for both of us. I left him, I, you know, him wanting to lead my own life and feeling like it was going to take me a while to fall in love again to match what we had you know he had two kids
0: mm. i felt
1: like what it was to be maternal and to like have this family and a relationship that wasn't selfish and yet um and in coming into myself and becoming finally secure and so, in so many more you know ways and feeling like i could really offer someone like an honest love um i have in a way i have so much more going for me I haven't been in a relationship since that, like really in a relationship, I've dated. Um, so it's kind of crazy, it's like, damn, when I was more insecure and, and love was the priority because I was so insecure with my life, mm-hmm. I was able to be in love, which from the outside a lot of people see that as the success. Oh look, you know, she's in love, she's chasing something, you know, she really has something going for her, her life is moving somewhere. That's um, kind of the illusion I think from the outside. My life was going kind of nowhere fast when I was in the wrong relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think the way you put that, the wrong relationship is kind of the kind of the key there, like what we were talking earlier about. Um, now that you do feel more comfortable in yourself, mm-hmm. it's not that you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't sound like you're shut off to new relationships. It's more that you're going to be pickier about it because you have a better relationship with yourself like you're not filling gaps in your own like personality or like loneliness with someone else you're trying to be additive with your relationships no
1: totally and I feel like in a way I hate this word but I guess I kind of was settling in the past I mean I'm so grateful for Mm. every man that was in my life I mean he they I all did. sucked. And, uh, you heard it here first. They were all terrible. I know. It probably seems like <laughs> it. But I really, you know, I always, I feel like I credit them for who I've become mm. and for also never judging me when I was in bad places in my life. I mean, these were men that chose me when I felt like I was in a really uh, low state and I was really ashamed of the condition I was in and they never judged me. Um, so I I've, I've and I and think that they were just an indication of where I was at in my life, who I was. I do think I was attracting maybe people that were more of my freak, you know, frequency, but the, the, the thing I wasn't being honest about and I was using them is that I was using them when I was feeling isolated in my life. And I felt like having that would give me the strength then to go make something of myself and, and be secure and act on my dreams. And it did the opposite. So I think that's what I'm aware of is like, I'm not gonna bring someone in my life wrongly thinking that they're going to you know make me feel more confident or they're going to give me direction and I also see further out I see that like I might I don't feel like I can afford or keep up this act of being with like the wrong person in the sense of the future, I'm not just like, I'm living in the now for myself, I don't wanna just like live in the now with a guy and and call it love, but realistically know that I would never make the choices that he wants to make in life for our future. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so that's what's kind of hard, I just, I can see where I can, I feel like very intuitive, I always have. I've really felt intuitive about the people I meet and the relationships I have, and like that my gut is right, and so I'll have these senses of things, that will tell me this person and I aren't going to be a match for long. And so I kind of see further out and I make decisions faster in the present.
0: Interesting. So we got right into it. We didn't even really do any sort of an introduction, but you do for your like part of part of what you do. to you podcast is you are a breakup coach, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything that you just outlined, how do you, how do you make other people see that, right? Because I think it's one thing to internally look at how you've lived your life and retroactively look back at the relationships and say, like, oh, well, I was using him to fill this hole that I thought was mm-hmm. there. and I was using this person to fill this other hole I thought was there. But, like, it strikes me as something that you have to feel yeah. and not... 'Cause everyone can look at their relationship logically and go like, Well, that's not the best. That's not the best. But then they end up staying with someone or they break up with them and maybe they shouldn't. Like, how do you how do you bring someone around to the idea where they start to look at themselves inwardly like you're doing yeah. And to help them yeah. move forward.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. It's like I think logic is—it's it, it, not sexy. It doesn't make it romantic. It it is the fantasy much This is
0: some people. I know a lot of computer programmers. They are very turned on by logic.
1: Yeah, and if women—if women really want to catch a man's attention, I mean, they should be more logical about logic, things. Right?
0: I'm not uh, going to deny it. Yeah. So I've
1: had to kind of think like a man in more ways. Um, <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. No. Yeah,
1: I mean, people call me a relationship realist. I think that's the man in me. Um, I think that, you know, it is about going to the feeling. So I think that sometimes we, or uh, women... um, especially will kind of talk further out like so the feelings that they're having about the dynamic they're in this love that they think they have is further out the idea of like this is the one and this person is going to show up for me like this and I'm eventually Mm going to have this it's like they're feeling outwardly right but inwardly it's about seeing like I mean there's this anxiety like what is this feeling you're having you're coming to me with what is with love or is it with anxiety so it's having them like be more honest with themselves about what they're feeling you know um because the logical part or you know the compassionate part too will come up with excuses excuses and reasons and ways to validate experiences that they're having that are making them feel less than or uncomfortable or they're not actually you know getting closer to what they want or you know all these things that it's not a match mm. and so it's about that it's about kind of helping them see more clearly in many ways, the things that they're complaining about, like the sadness that they have. A lot of women come to me differently than men, but a lot of women come to me with anger and the anger is so outwardly focused. And it's like, okay, maybe it is all outward. Maybe it is all that person. Maybe it is all the circumstance. So empower yourself and look inwardly and create a different solution for yourself. Let them go. You know, if it's an outward thing and someone's not listening to you, and no matter what you do, then like, When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, you know? Like, you know, stop fighting against yourself. You know, I think like, and it was something I experienced. I never have been an angry person. And then there was these uh, really, you know, the relationship that I was in that, you know, really turned me into a breakup coach or someone that wanted to be that was I stayed so long you know I was denying so many of the feelings I was thinking about them and what they needed mm-hmm. and how I could change for you know let, let's go back to the beginning that's such a known thing let's go back in the beginning we were passionate in the beginning we had chemistry in the beginning they paid attention to me so I was so frustrated by coming to someone and outwardly showing them that I remember becoming so angry in this one time where I like leaped out of myself and, and to the guy I was with and kind of like I wanted to like shake him like wake up <laughs> yeah. but it was really like and I remember asking him were you afraid of me and he was like laughed just like look at you you're like so tiny like how could I be afraid of you <laughs> but I remember I remember him flinching when he saw me like come at I mean yeah and- and i didn't believe him and even the fact that i had to ask was like the answer again like stop asking outwardly did that scare you it scared me right that i would be an expression of that in a loving relationship and so yeah it's like empower yourself to leave and that's kind of what i try to do it's uh, being a breakup coach you know it's um it's hard it's a uh it really, for me, it comes from like a really loving place and wanting to be with people in, you know, their most fragile states and um, in the support of love, you know. And but you know, people want fix quicks, like fix uh, fast. What is it called? Quick fixes. Quick fixes. I got you. <laughs> I'm like so dyslexic in life and always as I get older. And um, but. And they also like, you can kind of be the bad guy too. So it's about, you know, being direct with people because they can't be direct with themselves. And there are a lot of people come to, you know, the relationships and breakups with avoidance. So to speak with them in a way that says, hey, nothing needs to happen now, but let's work on you coming into, you know, clarity. You know, that's the biggest thing, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to like encourage people to do something because I think they should.
0: Okay. That's big. That's yeah. That's I big. That I think that's a good key to like, you know. Um. So I. I have two questions. I can't decide which one I want. I I want to ask first. Um, so you said that women come in and they're they're more outwardly mm-hmm. angry. Are mm-hmm. men more inwardly like when they come to you? Are they do they generally like blame themselves Mm -hmm. more okay
1: yeah and also because this has been a theme um that women left them blaming them
0: oh so it's like internalized from their other their past relationships
1: yeah i think that um yeah i mean people blaming, like again, outwardly, like at the end of a relationship, like not being able to own for yourself the inward experience of why you're leaving someone or why you feel like you have to leave blaming them is a way of still giving them opportunity to make it up to you, or distancing, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, cutting someone down, feeling so like, maybe feeling so ignored in a relationship, so you're finally saying like, well, this is how small you are. So people will come to me, mainly men, and they will feel guilt, and they will, the questions that they'll have is like, a woman said I was this, am I? Or realizing, really recognizing that they didn't show up, and really being able to admit that, really seeing where they checked out. They didn't understand what was happening. I've heard this a lot with guys, like women women will be like, "What? why? You know, like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And I think guys are so not used to expressing it that they just shut it down. So like, they're not really, they're not really thinking through why it's happening. Their behavior just changes. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, they can see that and they want to understand it. So they're coming to me really more invested in the education of, you know, yeah, an action plan, but also like, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to see a woman cry to this extent. I don't want to see that I cheated and you know, whatever it is, I don't want to end up in this place. I think men, you know, personalize failure or rejection in a different way, in a way that, you know, makes them want to overcome and, and be kind of a changed man faster than I think that women that maybe identify more with the story and the problem and I don't know it's it's because I think that we're more outwardly focused we don't use breakup as as much to like be a self-development journey and be like okay like how am I going to come into it the next time that you know that I can inspire love in someone so they don't... Or, you know, devotion or, or you know, honesty or mm. presence that they don't go and distract themselves elsewhere. We don't, like, look at that as much and take that project on. We take the project on of, of finding another man. It, it's right. just...
0: It's... Get the rebound.
1: Yeah, it, like no other. I mean, it's just... it's It really makes my mind, like, my head spin completely.
0: Yeah. To see. So how do people... and do you see a difference between men and women in this kind of so like when, when it is near the end of the relationship, I assume you see kind of what we were talking before, which is a battle around like how selfish should I be Mm -hmm. right? Like in a relationship, especially if there are kids involved, um, are you, do you see a difference between men and women around like how they think about a potential breakup and how that would look like, Mm -hmm in society with their friends with their family like i feel like a lot of people and maybe not on uh, maybe not on the coast as much like i'm i'm pulling this from like a midwestern sensibility yeah. which is like married young you stay with your person you have kids mm. early but like at what point is it selfish to leave but then at what point is it good for breakup to happen and obviously would change based on the person to or the situation Um, I
1: think it's like you also have to look at not is it selfish to leave but is it selfish for people to stay mm. I think that men can check out in a relationship in ways um yeah. And kind just like of
0: clear your brain. Go full blank. You're like, "Oh, she's mad again. All right, cool. Let me just like zone out."
1: And then they just walk around like that and uh-huh. on, you know, you're on 2 they're not mode, even there. Yep. And and it,
0: I think every guy's been in a relationship where that where they've done happens. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's because at least with mine where it was, it was like it isn't worth fighting. Cause it's just like I'm. Whatever I say is not, not gonna go well gonna for not, me. Gonna be received. So yeah. So it's it's better because they can't they can't get mad if you don't do anything. It's kind of the thinking. But that's what boils. That's, that's what, what like faster That's what is. makes it gets me leave really out of my skin. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, made yeah. me jump across the room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And
1: I think that's what makes women leave. Yeah. So I think so. Then it's like, is it selfish to stay? Is it selfish to you know, ins- uh, you know, inspire rage in someone. Right. You know, like to get someone to that degree. So I think, um, or you know, I think it's selfish to stay degrees and we have to like, look at that, you know, sometimes like I've, I've heard people, I'm so fascinated by this. Like people say that they will stay in a relationship until they have eyes for someone else. Like yeah. the, the mere possibility of that will be the fuel they need to leave. And it's like, Oh, my
0: God. Yeah.
1: I, it seems so fucking dishonest that, like, I think I'm... And I, I really wish I could, like, inspire... in the Sims maybe, like, narcissistic, inspire more of a movement in this sense. But, like, <laughs> I just think it's so dishonest to do that that I could never... I can't. Like, I can't believe people yeah. do that. That's, like, the worst thing to bring into love. And it creates suspicion going forward. You know? Like, if I know... Even if you didn't cheat on me, but I knew that right after... We broke up, and I thought I was in this, you know, you know, year and a half relationship, three year relationship with you, and two months later, even let's just say two months, yeah, you're with someone else. I mean,
0: in a in a serious way.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it would, you know, like I guess posting about it, whatever people do, right? Where I just knew that, like, wow, he's really in love again, and I know that happens for people. I get it, yeah, but it's also like, where's the processing that anyone does anymore? about someone else yeah where's the reflecting like I think it's and listen I've been in places where I have been with people quickly after but it's kind of nauseating to think it's kind of psych- like you were sexually with someone's body for so long and then like that you can just go be with someone else I don't know yeah
0: well I, I think there's kind of like I I think there's two ways to kind of look at it and I'm not saying I necessarily agree because I'm I'm more on your side. Like after I have a serious relationship, I'm not I don't jump into anything mm. um, quickly. It's like at least six months before yeah. I start seeing anyone seriously. But I think one way I think a lot of people really struggle with the idea of being alone. Yeah. And so it's 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 exactly what you're saying, which is the it's dishonest because yeah. they're mentally checked out. But to that same point the other side of that coin is that in their mind maybe they're doing the processing while they're still in the relationship and they're just like so so your your point was that they after the breakup they need they should have time to like process what happened in that relationship before they moved on to the other one and I think a lot of them would say whether it's accurate or not that oh the last like four months I've been processing that last relationship and now I'm now I'm ready for another relationship even though I've been in that relationship like what happens when someone tells you that
1: I, I, I was that person and I remember always thinking that like no wonder I was crying to the extent that I was crying I was grieving the loss of the relationship and the love and falling out of the illusion of it while I was in relationships. This is what made me like a breakup coach wanting to be someone that could do that. Because I can't imagine someone witnessing that me out loud basically even processing out loud to these guys that I was going to leave them or whatever or my dissatisfaction or the tears and them you know never asking or me never acknowledging why I was crying because I was processing that I was going to leave and then I would be in another relationship you know soon after like And it would be another long relationship and I would always be able to justify it because I had, you know, processed it before and this was a, the next person was long distance. So I felt like it was faded, you know, they didn't, they found me. I didn't go looking for it. Yeah. And so I think that there's reality that's, to...
0: That's a good point, though. It's like, oh, no, no, no I was I wasn't yeah, looking. They I just found me. And like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm supposed to say, no to say no to this? Yes. And had to say yes. I mean, God,
1: God orchestrated this. <laughs> you know, who would I be to... Do, you know, that would be... You're right. Exactly. So, and I think that the thing was is that by doing those things, you have to, again, like, you know, look further out. And, and maybe it's happened for people where they have done that and they've gone into something else. I think when I did that at least, um, I was always reacting to the last person and the last relationship. So I wanted to do it again, kind of a similar relationship, but I would just do it better. And the reality was like that dynamic was done. It was expired. Mm -hmm. I needed to outgrow the dynamic. And I think sometimes when you process and then go into the next one, you're replacing and replacing it more like you're not it's just like you're reaching to the next the the thing that logically makes sense next or is there and available and you're just going to do it better yeah but it becomes about the last person and who you were then instead of like who you're going to become yes and so I think that's the encouragement I would have about why still there's some value in pausing and even if you're processing with someone, it's different to process with someone and then be alone and be processing without any options. Yeah. It's very, very different to remove the options. I mean, I remember when I would break up and I would, yeah, you're dating again. You're, you're getting validation. What does it li- look like? Because it's so easy with dating apps not to. Oh, my God. To never really be it's out like, of, like...
0: You can get a date within 20 minutes. Right. Especially in New York. Or just chat like, with people
1: and get validation. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, or just right. have
1: light. I, your picture's being looked at by this person. Look what it says about me.
0: Right. Ooh, that but person's hot and they think I'm attractive. Yeah. Which means that I must be attractive. And like, it what feels good. look degrees are. Yeah. Look what I could have, you know? Right.
1: And but. Turns uh,
0: out they're a serial killer.
1: Her, every time. Or they're in a relationship. Or, or, a or relationship. they would cancel the date with me hours before. <laughs> oh,
0: that is the worst. That is my... That is an automatic, like, no, I'm not. Because every time they're like, can we reschedule? I feel so bad. I'm like, yeah, fuck no. No, like, that is not the foot we are starting it's also on. also like... <laughs> I can't help
1: people believe how people... Um, do that when they'll say like i feel so bad and it seems so yeah. sincere like i, I don't know. want you to have this impression of me the guy, i had a guy that did uh, that yep and but it's because of work and it's in california we, this whole thing And it's like, wow, they really don't want me to think bad of them. But then they never reschedule the date. So it's like a double shock. Mm. It's like, why not just own? I remember one guy circling back and being like, I'm obviously not in a good place. And he went through this thing like, I really don't think I should be dating. Maybe it was a lie, but it seemed more like he was removing himself as an option rather than delaying the inevitable, which was going to be that they don't want to see you. Yeah. Uh, it's just is like there's no rescheduling going to be going on. Let's not, yeah. like, lie to ourselves. Right.
0: And if there is, like, great. I actually uh, had something like that happen this last summer. It was, like, someone on a dating app went on one date. It was good. Like, yeah. nothing crazy. And, like, we are trying to set up a second date. And she was just like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I am overwhelmed by life right now. Yeah. So, like, I'll text you if... I ever like if, and, if when. and when yeah right and like two months went by and she actually takes me back that and it's stuff. Like, it didn't work out but I was like you know what? I appreciate the honesty of just like it- yeah I'm overwhelmed right now like I can't handle the idea of and it's not like me or anything like That's that. That's selfish
1: in a good way, right? And it also what that I love about that, that is because it doesn't spoil the possibility. If someone keeps on like they're they're being run thin in life, they're spread thin. Whatever. I can't say these run things. Thin? <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. I, I just don't use like phrases that are used, <laughs> and even when I try to, it's like so. No, obvious.
0: be unique. That's yeah, why people oh listen god. to your podcast.
1: Oh my god, that they're was like, my superlative, by the way, most unique.
0: There you go. It
1: wasn't even most because we had to be so unique. So it was just unique. <laughs> yeah. I won
0: in sixth grade. I won an award for being the most creative person in my class. Really? I have no idea how. I was like not an artsy kid. I think it was weird and they just needed to put some creative.
1: People it. said that to me. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I've always like felt so weird about the word creative for me. Huh. I can never claim it. Like a creative um, writing program. I cannot call oh, what I was in. Yeah. I'm like, I did nonfiction writing. Like I don't <laughs> I can't call my, like. Don't think that I'm like this artsy person, but yet people, I think what they see as an individual, they call creative, yeah. and then we feel like we have this label that we have to be like a painter or like yeah. you know, or really like. And I'm just.
0: I think it just means they don't understand how we get to the thoughts that we get to. Yeah. Um. So I want to. I think one last thing on the. Um, on the moving on relationships Mm -hmm. quickly. I think also, and I want your opinion on this theory that people kind of feel like after uh, a long relationship, they've diagnosed what they thought was wrong with the relationship and they think, now I know what I want because this was wrong, this was wrong, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. And so this next one, I think a lot of people feel very confident that the next person that they date they know exactly what they want and i don't think anyone ever really does and i guess i'll I'll, i've actually told this on the podcast before but it's been a while um one of the things my mom said to me after uh she got divorced for the second time was that after she dated my dad her thought in finding another partner was like oh well this obviously didn't work with my with your dad talking to me um and so i went 180 degrees the other way it was, I was a reaction
1: like, to the last person it was a
0: reaction to the she last over-corrected. person overcorrected, and and so yeah. what she said and what she has said with the the third uh the third husband who she's still with is that i didn't i didn't need to go 180 degrees away from your dad i needed to go like 10 degrees away Mm -hmm. from your dad because she was still with my dad for 13 years like obviously it wasn't a complete train wreck for the entire thing just like a few things went wrong and she needed to shift a little bit and I've that that actually has stuck with me as like don't be reactionary after Mm -hmm. after a breakup because Odds are it's going to go worse the next time. Like if the relationship lasted a year, then like the odds of the opposite type of person working better for you is just, it's almost zero because you're not a hundred percent wrong in whatever relationship that you have.
1: Yeah. I I mean, that is always like, that's been my theory. And that's why I was saying, don't be reactionary and that you kind of want to just like fall into them. If it was a pendulum or what like get centered with yourself. Yeah, And I think that, Even what I noticed I was doing in, it's been, you know, been in my 30s and it was after I broke up with my ex is that I think I did look at it as I was so ashamed of myself and my past relationships and was like, I should have never been with that. I should never have been with.
0: There are people that you do that it's like okay to think that with. Not you, but like some people where they look back and they're like, what was I doing? Yeah. It was like, oh, I was addicted to heroin. And right. that's why- <laughs> Right.
1: That's how they showed That's up. why that happened. That's what ah, they were supplying. Okay. That's, what, that's what they were that supplying. That one,
0: that's my bad. I got yeah. <laughs> to not like do heroin. But people that and I, I was
1: <laughs> in love with. I think I have to look, in, and you're right. Like there was a part of them you know, they were the, the people I was choosing to see me in the off hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, and when I started dating, I, I started being like, I'm going to have the exact opposite of what I've dated. I'm ready to get married. You know, the man I marry and choose to spend my life with is going to look nothing like the guys He I wakes dated. up
0: at 6 a.m. Yes. He fucking tends to the chickens on our yeah. farm. Like,
1: <laughs> He goes out and he makes money. Yeah. You know, he makes... He, not he, only does
0: he make money, he also makes dinner. Right? Oh my God, they have to to cook they have to cook
1: oh my god totally in my fantasy like i'm barely doing anything but then i'm like oh my but but that's what's crazy it's like that's also what's crazy it's like i've thought that and those are the people that can't handle me either like they can't they really don't honor who i am right so it's like yeah so i agree with what your mom is saying 100 percent um
0: there's there's the whole thing is like oh opposites attract and like there is something to i feel having balance having like a little bit of difference in personality but if your lifestyles are totally different it's just like you can't i think that's how you feel like so sustainable well,
1: you just feel unnatural yeah. and i think that like i can't imagine like i cannot imagine i can't even have roommates I've never had room. It's like I can't imagine. I, <laughs> I can't. joke about
0: that all the time. I was like, I don't think I could ever live with someone again. I think I, I think I'm gonna need like a guest house for my wife and kids. I know,
1: and kids, <laughs> and kids. It's oh my so god! Bad. It's I like, haven't
0: cleaned anything that I didn't make a mess for in two years. I know. I don't know. I don't even think I could and get it, a pet at it's this. It's
1: horrible. Point. <laughs> it's like it's so much. Like I have to protect my energy, and it's like as if what I'm working on in life is so important. Yeah. There's a part of me, that, but like wouldn't that be the dream in a way it's like everyone has like their cave and like you go in and you explore and then we have like this amazing intimacy between us and this other time and we want that and we're like devoted to that because it empowers us and it's like a release from our other things but like there's something else that we're both working on that has our attention too yeah I would love that
0: it's yeah it's tough for I think driven people because they obviously can't be, like, held down, but driven people are generally attracted to other driven people, and it I think it clashes sometimes in terms of, like... How do you make time for someone else when you're both super busy? Yeah, see
1: and I just like and that's so much of New York too. It's yeah. And I just find there's nothing less attractive to me than that either. Yeah. You know, in a place that's like full of busyness and like, you know, the achievement oriented culture, I think like there's nothing better than being someone that can show up for someone. That to me is like and I think, like, that's been what I really recognize, like, guys walk away with with me, actually. They're always just, like, about how much presence I have. And that when I'm, I'm giving attention and when I'm with someone, like, they're the only person that exists. And a lot of people don't offer that to someone. Um,
0: it's a great skill to have. Yeah. I, like, I don't think almost anybody yeah in in general I mean even people that have been with significant others for a long time are like you know you're with someone for a couple of years and suddenly it's it's like oh yeah they're doing this again they're whatever I've exciting. heard this story like, and it's I
1: just I want to I really 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 want this is like I want to be able to like continually continuously you know be surprised by the person or find reasons to be fascinated I want to be like up on life right. you know like I feel that in my single life always constantly my whole life has been you know guided by those interactions and and that enthusiasm really for the world and I hope that I can bring that in a, you know, extended and sustainable way in my romantic relationships. Like, I really hope it doesn't get old. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so one of my favorite, like, psychological studies is on um, relationships and, like, how long they'll last. So it's, like, a longitudinal study that studied couples over, you know, I think it was, like, 30 50 years a significant amount of time and the researcher had this hypothesis and it turned out that he was about like 85 to 90 percent correct Mm -hmm. and his hypothesis was that couples that look at the bird is the phrase he used couples that look at the bird stay together so what he was having them do was he would notice he would like track these couples and When one couple, when one piece of the couple, the male or uh, the man or woman um, was looking at something that they thought was interesting. Like they were looking at a bird out Mm -hmm. the window and they suggested, hey, come look at this bird. If their partner reciprocated that excitement, Mm -hmm. they stayed together almost 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. The people that fell apart almost to like a perfect accuracy were the ones where someone would say, oh my God, this bird is so pretty. Come look at it. And they would get rejected. Mm-hmm. The Their partner wouldn't come look at it. They would think, oh, I'm busy. I can't mm-hmm. do that right now. It's like the people that stay together, are the ones that, and obviously there's a limit. If someone's doing that every 15 fucking minutes, then like you can't. But when they, when they try to bring excitement into the relationship, if the partner receives it, then generally they stay together. Yeah,
1: I love that. I love that so 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 much. Oh my god. It's so and, easy
0: to forget in those long relationships though that like you have to keep doing that. Yeah, it's a it's so easy to you do that to in the beginning of a relationship. Because yeah, the person's so interesting and it's like you three years in you wanna be like, It's the same fucking cardinal we saw two days ago. Yeah. But like you have to like if they are interested in it's it, you practice. have to be interested it's in a it.
1: Practice. You know it's so funny is my parents you know started the relationship as bird watchers <laughs> so i'm dying and they're still fucking together but, but i and but my and my dad yeah, this and my, is the key no, get but, into birds but, and your
0: relationships will last forever but
1: but also i have to be honest about this is like the question has always been like because i was so i told them if they divorce i'd kill myself <laughs> And now, I'm, now I'm a breakup coach. Now I'm a breakup coach. So the question has been like yeah. and 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 I'm single, is it like they stay together? And I think that my dad has this enthusiasm for life. It's where I, I get it from. like, and he's always come, look at what I'm doing, everything. like when we're in a car, it's just always looking at this thing, and my mom Cows, horses, totally yeah. checked out. Uh-huh. you know, and I think in the beginning, she was into it, and I think that she checked out and no longer was looking. And my sister and I had to be the ones that looked with him. And it can be exhausting. Oh,
0: yeah. But at the same
1: time, <laughs> I will say, uh, my dad still talks about this one ex of mine that you know I'm best friends with now. And he's my dad, they're, they're so similar. And when I was with him, we had that, we still have that together. Mm. And it's just like, we're turned on by life in the same way. Yeah. And I think it's why we can be friends after. And it's why with him, like to this day, I just feel like this, the way that we live life together, it's like this romantic journey. I love it. Um, and I think it really worked, that relationship. And I was in a dark place then and he really showed up for me and it still worked, you know? Um, and I think you're right. I think you gotta look at, wanna see that, that same bird but you're right. Like every, I don't know. It's hard.
0: It's hard to do,
1: but I I think it can be done.
0: Yeah. So being friends with Mm -hmm. a significant other afterwards, I want to ask about that. Yeah. Um, How do you do it? I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm like, if, if a relationship is over, that to me is, um, that's kind of it. I've only ever had one relationship where I kind of stayed friends with them, but it was like, it was because we were roommates. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a necessary, like if we didn't live in the same place for a while, then I don't know if it, if we would have been able to stay friends like we did. Is it, are, are there pieces of a relationship or pieces of a breakup that you can kind of look at and see like, okay, this is what's preventing someone from staying friends with their partner. Um, Obviously like, extenuating circumstances like if someone's abusive like yeah of course you don't i'm not necessarily talking about that type of scenario and then is there a difference between like men and women like do you see men and or women wanting to stay friends with their exes more often than the other
1: i think when i you know hear other people talk about wanting to stay friends and, and they'll do it with people that they've been dating a month and, <laughs> and
0: you were never more than friends. <laughs> you weren't e- no no, that's still friends. no. Let's let's get this straight. You
1: weren't even friends. Right. Let's you, you were you like barely even, acquaintances
0: at that point.
1: Like the problem was, you only dated a month because you didn't even get to a friendship level.
0: Uh, and yeah. people will
1: say, "Oh, I want to be friends because they still want to be a possibility."
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: I think that in terms like of relationship, that you know, people had that friendship. They had developed that. Like, if that part was there. And so there was respect for who that person is, not just what you were getting from them. Sexually, mm. you know, like sometimes we get things, you know, sexually, you know, people don't even realize they're getting their meals paid for. So they love them for that. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> if it's no longer convenient to have them in your life and it was therefore unconditional, it wasn't based on the conditions. I think that there's a way of coming back into each other's life, maybe when you've been able to put the attraction to the side and kind of evolve beyond it. Mm. And I think you can really develop a friendship with someone and not feel threatened by them dating other people or having experiences like that. And the fact that, you know, you're... They're not choosing you. You have to be okay with, like, oh, you know, if you're if you're developing this friendship and then you go home and you talk to your friends about, oh my God, you know, they haven't expressed desire. I haven't seen that they want to kiss me. You know, they're not <laughs> trying to spend the night. It's like, if, yeah. it's like, make sure, like check your intentions. And I think that, you know, friendship is possible if it was unconditional to begin with. Sometimes you find out just for one person or the other that it was conditional and if you're not theirs, they're so offended by that and they're someone, they're a type of person that never evolves beyond that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a kind of, I think that's kind of like the spiritual journey after a breakup and and within people in their life or the development journey of self-development. If you look at, you know, relationships and just trying to be like the best person you can be and and showing up in the most honest way and really not taking people for granted and, you know, appreciating what you're creating with people, you know, you can look at the end of it and you can you know, uh, value them, value mm-hmm. what it was, and therefore take the ego out of it. So you could have a friendship with them afterwards. Now, that all You're said- You're saying
0: I'm the problem? I, <laughs> no, but then at the same time, I've
1: asked for myself, like, am I someone that really does that? You know, I, I have done that. I would be willing to do that with men that have been um, in past relationships with me. But when I date someone, for example, you know, the guy in LA that I went and saw, you know, really realize that there's no way. I mean, there's no way that, (laughs) but I feel that way that like realistically we would be good partners for each other. Mm. And yet we had this bond of just speaking for six months. I mean, he really was present for me, asked me the best sort of questions. I really evolved in this time. And I feel kind of selfish, like I gained all that, and I've cut this person off. I can cut this person off, and he wants to, you know, reflect or you know, acknowledge what we created with each other, which is so real. It's like why can't I just continue that with him? Why can't I just continue to be present and help him in the ways that he wants help from me too? And and but it's like oh, it's like I don't know. I don't know if like a friendship like. But if there's any chance that it's going into romantic territory and we're romanticizing that, I feel like that will be a distraction. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes. So I guess right now it's hard to separate because it was so. Even if it was long distance, and we didn't get to be sexual in all the ways I had hoped <laughs> for reasons, um, maybe I won't discuss here. Um, there was very so many sexual undertones. So, just to be friends right now, it's kind mm. of like, it, um, I don't know.
0: It's like a tease.
1: It's, you got, again, yeah, it's like, I am such a tease. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't want that with people. It feels dishonest to a certain degree to play into that. Like, if this guy wants, and I would understand why he would want them more of my cinematic nudes, I totally get why you would want those. And I love being able to take those photos. I have so much fun with it. But is that giving to someone that I shouldn't give to in that way? Should I go find a better, like, partner? Should I, like, I have to, like, check in with myself. I give a lot. I love giving. But, like, I... I gotta be selective who I give to, man. Not everyone. You gotta,
0: you gotta find where to you need line. to be selfish.
1: I, to, where do I draw the line? Like, yeah. and I stop teasing. It's like, let me go tease someone else now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> no. then, but like, if you fell, if you didn't, there's some great quote. Is like, people will basically like almost triumph around people they find rare. These rare people, mm, Yes, but then when they're with them, they won't know how to treat them, that's where they'll lose them. Yeah. And I feel that. I feel like there's a lot of fucking talk about rare, oh my God, you have this presence, and I haven't you know rec- you know, all this stuff, all the ways I've developed myself. But if you drop the ball around that, it's done. Yeah, And I will, it might not be friendly. I won't, maybe won't treat you. I won't ignore you. I won't abandon you. I'll still show up for you. But you're not going to get the rare qualities anymore because that's abusive to myself. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because you have limitations and you wish you were better and in time, but I don't have that time anymore. Right. I'm looking for people that match me now. And we don't have to rush into things and we don't have to, but people that match me now. And if you don't see me and you can't treat me like I can show up and treat you, I'm I'm on to the next. I don't have time for it. You know, I have to be treating myself better than them. So that's where I'm at.
0: We are right back where we started at the beginning. Right. I think that was that was awesome. So we've got like five minutes left. Yeah. I think if people want to hear more of like this sort of stuff What's your podcast called?
1: Yeah it's called Thank You Heartbreak
0: Thank You Heartbreak Apple yeah. Podcasts Spotify yeah. you on YouTube?
1: I'm going to be Okay I'm going to get overcome my fears
0: Soon on YouTube yeah. Instagram is Thank You Heartbreak
1: Yeah
0: Okay Let's talk about Queen of Hearts
1: Yeah let's do it So
0: For my regular listeners Chelsea and I know each other Because we were on A dating show podcast Called The Queen of Hearts Um and we're going to i'm going to throw this out from the beginning we haven't gotten the chance to listen to it yet yeah so this is going to come out like right when that drops
1: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully listeners from that podcast are coming to like hear more about us and like
1: our dynamic have, yeah, yeah
0: our dynamic but i wanted to like talk about the the experience of doing the show and then like all that cuz it really it was a fascinating experience yeah, it was. like let's at least from my end let's start the first two conversations i had with producers mm-hmm. i didn't realize they were going to use those those clips they could use in the show i thought those were just like regular interviews like oh they're just checking they're like chatting mm-hmm. with me all this other stuff and then i find out from you that there's like a whole part of the show that I wasn't included in, and they were using clips from those first two yeah. podcasts, and I like obviously I gave them permission to use those clips. It's not like they stole them or anything. I'm
1: wondering like did but we? I, I like, have no well, idea we, if we did or not. Contract but it, it's okay. was pretty
0: big. Um, <laughs> right,
1: I, that's where you don't read the fine print.
0: <laughs> I actually tried to read the fine print, oh and I God, was like, I don't. but I didn't. Re- I didn't realize, and it was it was more like it was just kind of funny. I was like, because again we haven't heard it I still have no idea what was said and
1: because I and because I blacked out and because I blacked out and was so present that I blacked out I can't remind you of any of it all I know is that I too wasn't aware that that was happening in a way but at the same time this is what I've tried to like get good at is you go into situations and being honest and yeah. really showing. And I think that's even why we got selected is I've wanted to be on reality TV since I was a kid. And okay. I feel like, and, and now I've had MTV called me last Friday. No so I'm, shit, yeah. congratulations. Uh, so it's, I'm closer than I've ever been. And why I realize that like, I feel like I'm being on things like Queen of Hearts is that I, I know how to show like, I'm dynamic. I can speak out of both sides of myself, and there's an honesty, and there's an, an allowance of, of revealing yourself. Yeah. So I think that both of us, you know, all of us, they're on there. You know, we were chosen because we were willing to reveal, um, you know, real moments, and we weren't orchestrating things. Like the
0: sex quiz that yeah. was eighty-five pages. pages long. It was P- it wasn't, so. I love
1: how it we took, said pages because it, it wasn't questions; it was pages. It was we were,
0: pages. It pages. took. 50 minutes to fill out like my entire sexual history every weird thing that's ever happened to me like all have stuff. thought about every weird thing I've ever thought about every fantasy all this other stuff and also was... if my parents are listening to this they are not allowed to listen to the Queen of Hearts podcast until I give them express written consent because <laughs> oh I don't know what they're going to use so yeah, it's they, like, they
1: will never look at you the same no, for sure they're they will, not all if yeah, they could read that, that sheet they're going to that was the biggest thing me. and when you hear our voices and you like think about these scenes where we're saying our talking about our life and what was done to us or what we did it is crazy because you just hear these voices and it's like, who is this person? It's like, oh my God, that's you. (laughs) And it's like, what do you think about yourself? And that was the craziest thing about it. It's so fucking revealing in the perception that we put out there. And these moments of our lives, like what does it say about us? And obviously things were chosen. You know, they selected these moments. Right. So on their own, I can see where, wow, it really... You know, you can wanna fire back. That's not all of me, but it, right. it is a part of me. And um, and we we said it. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: We did. We went for it, but you kinda like to your point, you kinda just have to like go for it and hope that I, it works I, out. And it, it did for both of us. So um, I don't I think every everybody who doesn't want spoilers, go listen to the episode now. It's called The Queen of Hearts with hmm. Juju B. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Wondery, like all every every podcast platform. But um, I ended up winning. I don't know how do you yeah, <laughs> like I I was
1: the You one? chose
0: me right. You chose me. You're the, the, wow, the, chosen the chosen one. Wow, the chosen one. I am. Um, wow. I am the Queen of Hearts. No, yeah. the um, but it was really just the <laughs> I going in blind after the first segment. I, there was only two of us and I was like I don't know what was said but then the host Juju Jujubee from RuPaul's Drag Race was just like here's a question now tell a story and it was like oh, I just gotta fucking go for it I guess mm-hmm. like I've, I've literally told like the story that I told which was about the Nutella yeah I had told maybe three other people in my life that story. Oh my God. Like, it's such a but good I was like, it is a good story, you should lead but it doesn't. never lead with come it. up. Yeah, should it's I put also, it on my hinge profile? I've oh like, my God. asked me about my Nutella my Just Nutella story. is
1: just like, you know, <laughs> my crazy, not even guilty, my craziest pleasure. Um, like, it was wild. <laughs> is it was, that why I won? <laughs> yeah. But it was so good where I thought that you were maybe making it up. No, that but was, I was 100%
0: true. And I was just
1: like, just in the event that he's not making it up, it's so me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what was so that is what was crazy because I was such in a pl- like place in my life because of the LA guy and, and long distance of like the fantasies really being in it but he was really like guiding it and then there was you that would have these fantasies where I was like oh that's like me whereas like I was I think being more over, I don't know it was just it's crazy like where we're at in our lives too when we said yes to the show and yeah. I think that informed a lot of what we brought into it and kind of
0: well, you know what's funny with that show is that the producers never actually reached out to me. They reached out to one of my friends mm-hmm. who like, had a video go kind of viral on TikTok. Like, you know, uh, uh, 50,000 views or whatever. And the producers found him and they really? actually asked him if he wanted to be on the show. And he said, I... Am in a long-term relationship. I don't think that would like. I don't think I could get away with it. But
1: get away with it.
0: Here's here's three other people that I think would be good. And he wow. gave me and then what a compliment. I know, right? Um, See, he
1: didn't chase. You attracted that.
0: Right. So, that's but so cool. It is. But it was also like, that was part of the reason I didn't realize like those first interviews are going to be used on the show because I had no, like they didn't reach out to me. They were like, hey, Chris referred you. We'd love to chat. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, I just thought
1: it was an audition.
0: I didn't even, I thought. Or like an
1: interview. Like yeah, they were trying to see. I, yes. Like they're just trying to. You know, I thought cut. they were making
0: sure like this guy's friend isn't crazy. I didn't realize they were like, "Oh, we're gonna use this audio." I don't
1: even think any of it. Like sometimes it's like not even that it was crazy. Like it's just as when anything's selected on its own and you're hearing it, just like you're just hearing something that you've said. Like it's dramatic. I don't know. Yeah. Everything that was like played, it it felt dramatic. Yes. I, I don't. It's, it
0: was. Yeah. And it was because it was good da- because it felt like
1: private. Right. It felt private. It Did. That, it and it that really was, it is a weird thing for you to say it, it did. Because you can't see you couldn't see us too. It was just like something like I felt it felt very like it, it commanded like presence. It was just like you were right there with it. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. I thought and it really made me think afterwards. After it was all said and done, it really made me think about myself and how I choose and also, like, I will say, it was kind of crazy to think that, like, the show wasn't a setup. And also, mm-hmm. like, I think that they did do a good, like, sh- job choosing. Like, it's kind of crazy what I told them. And maybe, it like, you are a good choice, I would say.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you. I would say, like, I think that
1: it's, like, <clears throat> in terms of logic and, and all that, like, yeah. very, very good and compelling, like, to me. Like, wow. I said that I was a long distance addict, and they literally found a guy that lives like two streets (laughs) away. Six
0: minutes. And on our date, like we were following
1: each other. I know that was really awkward. Like literally on the date, like it couldn't have gotten closer. No. And
0: no, it got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna go a different direction than this woman because I went a different
1: direction. You did. You were ahead of me though. And then I. And you turned, and I I was like, I'm gonna.
0: I'm okay. We were both thinking the same thing because I wasn't sure if it was you i, I was no, like i'm pretty sure that'd be real awkward if we both to the like the point
1: of like i don't know people's names <laughs> on dates yeah i didn't know really what you looked like i didn't no, register I, yes. I didn't look at pictures i didn't even know who all I was we going had to see.
0: was instagram it was kind of like but
1: i didn't even like i just i don't look into things it's kind of mm, crazy like i okay. don't i didn't want to look into anything like i i honestly can tell you like i looked back at you and i didn't know I was like, oh, I never see blondes in New York. I didn't even register.
0: <laughs> and then you were so close to me that I was like,
1: is this him? Like, he yeah. was a blonde. Like, is it? He's tall. Like, I didn't even know what you looked like. I couldn't remember.
0: <laughs> hey, but that's, it's not a bad way to go through life, right? Like, it was more, as long as you were able to recognize me when you pulled up to the... The speakeasy. So for anyone interested, we went to Lenox, which is uh, a speakeasy underneath one of the subway stations yeah. in New York, and then we went to a wine bar um, and talked with the weird little bartender for like she, an hour and a half. She was a very interesting person.
1: Oh my god, um, she was. I can still remember some things she said. I can. She
0: was. I mean, she let us try like eight different types oh. of wine before she started getting annoyed.
1: No, I don't think she was ever annoyed. But I just was. I really realized how I can't just order. Wine anymore um, <laughs> i have like only two that i love at some place and that's all i can drink of nothing yeah. yeah i don't like wine <laughs> uh, but yeah that was fun um but yeah i remember thinking really fast when i was there with you i remember thinking to myself if the guy that i meet in la can't carry a conversation like this i can't see him in the future and i remember really thinking that and like And he did not And I remember thinking, just like you were like a a guiding post or something like Like a a reference point. A bar. Uh, Yeah, a bar for sure. Like if he, the guy I go meet can't have a conversation like this on a date, then it's not worth it that he just sends me really great messages. (laughs) You know, like but that was really hard for me to do. That was really, really hard for me to do. That's
0: that's legit. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm honored. I, I, Didn't I knew going into it just from I think maybe it's because you got vetted by producers. I was like, there's no way this isn't an interesting date. Mm. Like that's that's my biggest pet peeves on dates. And like we were saying before, we're in New York, you got dating apps. It's not hard to get a date when someone is not interesting or they don't want to put the effort in or any of that. Like that's worse than like a really bad date where you just don't get along. Because at least I can appreciate a different type of. A viewpoint if someone that I just don't agree with is there, right? But I was I was pretty confident going into the date that it was like it was gonna at least be an interesting conversation, and it was. I had a great time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it blows my mind, though, that people wouldn't... Re- like, they want someone. How are you not sitting down with people and being, like, animate? Like, I, yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. People are dead inside. They're nervous. No, I know. They're, they're nervous. They're I say they're dead inside. inside. No, I'm I am a little
0: more forgiving of people than I, Chelsea is.
1: I'm so, like... <laughs> they're uh,
0: dead. <laughs> they should just kill themselves. Know, they're just, a waste have, of life. They're a waste so of I have so much oxygen, compassion for it outside like, of dating. I, know, I thought they were nervous. I know.
1: <laughs> I just, like i can't massage like i can't massage personality out of people yeah but yeah. you're right like it's the nerves hard to do. and yeah but
0: but anyway thank you for doing this yes of course like we we did the one podcast together and now like we've hung out for a couple hours you've yeah. done my podcast like i'd love to have you back on sometime yeah. but i gotta go i got two shows yeah, sure. up in uh midtown tonight guy. yeah right um plug what you have again where yeah. can people find you i'll put it in the show notes as well but yeah
1: no just the podcast is thank you heartbreak thankyouheartbreak.com com, instagram is Thank You Heartbreak, and my name is chelsea lee truscott and my email is BreakUpward at icloud.com yeah that
0: one yeah so if you're looking to dump someone or you're looking to hear a podcast
1: yeah or save your relationship or, or save, save your relationship yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's, it's she can
0: she could do it all for you everything. name someone who's not in one of those three scenarios <laughs> right, you can't right it's, everyone is yes. awesome well thank you so much for doing yes. this we'll do another one soon perfect